All right. We are live on uh, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com. We are, uh, well, we were supposed to be smiling for the thumbnail for uh, YouTube, but we were already caught up in something else entirely. So now we are going live on YouTube as well. So it's one, two, and now we're going to go live on Facebook Live, and we'll have the whole kit and caboodle covered. Good afternoon. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all ages, and welcome to Living on a Thin Line with Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. This is your daily deprieve. <laughs> reprieve. Boy, I was doing so well. I got tripped up over a consonant. This is your daily reprieve from all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. We come to you every day at uh, 2 p.m. our time. Currently, uh, the same as Pacific time, even though we're in Arizona. Don't be confused. We try to, we try to explain it every day, and it just gets worse and worse and worse. Uh, we come to you every day at 2 p.m. our time. We come to you on 3 platforms comedy schools radio network.com youtube on the comedy schools channel and right here on a facebook live um show is built around three things uh, it is built around interaction with you the people uh you can leave questions and comments on the aforementioned social media sites and we will comment back or try to answer the questions uh usually with some uh, some tall tale or uh or falsehood. Then uh, uh, we usually have some sort of knickknack or memorabilia or autograph or some little piece of fluff that we uh, then show and uh, try to weave a story around. And uh, hello, Champ de Blasio. Hello, Tina and Mike. We're getting the whole comedyschools.com living on a thin line family together. And then we uh, generally talk about um, two artists or two pieces of music uh, and we recommend. Um, We'd recommend a song from each one of them that we then post a link to both here in the comments and later on when I put in the titles to the show. So that's a lot. That's a lot for a 30-minute program. It is. But then again, uh, it's not like I'm Jackie Gleason. It's not like I got the June Taylor dancers and Art Carney, you know, and Audrey Meadows to come in and do guest appearances. Just me talking to you. That's all that we have. Um... I don't know if you know this or not, but uh, I was just, you don't know this. A lot of times, right before we do the show, I am asleep. Some people say, hey, you look like you're asleep when you're, when you're doing the show. Uh, I am an um, unrepentant napper. Hello, Kevin Brown. I am an unrepentant napper. I have taken a nap almost my entire life, uh, even when I wasn't supposed to. Um, I'm a firm believer in naps. I'm a firm believer in a, a good chunk nap, at least one hour to one and a half hours uh, every afternoon. Uh, I, I probably sleep better during one of my naps than I do uh, at night when I uh, lay my head down on the pillow, uh, when I try to rest my weary head. And here's the weird thing about naps, Okay. As an adult, people will give you a hard time about it. I'm just about at the age right now where people kind of expect it. Grandpa's sleeping. So uh, I'm at the age where people kind of expect it. They kind of roll their eyes at it a little bit. But uh, it's no big deal. And when you're a little kid, it's required of you. Let's lay down. Stay down take a nap. It's nap time. 
and you're trained as a little baby, as a little kid, to take a nap. That's so good. You took a nap. That's good. And then you reach a certain age, we go, what are you doing sleeping for? Get up. Come on. Get on the ball. Get on the stick. Get on the job. Now, come on. Step it up and go. Let's rock and roll. Let's hoochie-coo. Let's go. Let's go. While you're sleeping, get up. Sleep. Sleep for losers. So it's a trick. It's a dirty trick. It's a dirty trick. It's played upon us by the powers that be. First off, they award you for taking a nap. They reward you for taking a nap. They laud you. They give you a cookie for taking a nap. And later on as an adult, if you try to continue with this practice, they lambast you. And it's a way to, it's the, it's the man's way of keeping you down. It's the man's way of making you feel less than, to feel like a loser, to feel like a failure. Now, I'm here to tell you, you're okay if you take a nap, you bunch of losers. All right, so um, what's going on today? You know what? Um, there's, some, there's some changes in the house right now. So um, it kind of uh, uh, changes what I talk about. I am primarily getting most of my news and information via internet during the day right now. I mean, like, I'm, you know, I'm going up and I'm reading websites, reputable websites, you know, I see if, if all you did was look at like YouTube videos all day, how you would uh, uh, be a real idiot, you know, but uh, I mean, just I mean, if that's where you got your news all the time, because there's just a massive amount of just lies and propaganda that are uh, put out there. But uh, we got the youngster here with us right now, uh, Daily. Come here and stick your head in the camera and say hi, youngster. There's the youngster. Thank you, youngster. Uh, that is Sullivan Ramirez. And he's with us every day, and he's going to skill on a computer. I feel a bit frightened right now. Why do you feel frightened right now? Because Nana's calling. Nana's calling. Oh, okay, all right. I'm going to fill you guys in on that in just a moment. And since he's here going to skill on the computer, uh, we, don't, uh, we don't have the news on the whole day, time. So um, uh, I'm not as uh, worked up or in as many histronics as I normally would be at this time of day. I know that the uh, big vice presidential debates are tonight. Uh, I know one of the takeaways I took from uh, the information about the vice, president, pres vice presidential debate was that when Kamala Harris requested a plexiglass shield between her and uh, Vice President Mike Pence. Hello, I'm Mike Pence. I'm just from Indiana. I'm just a simple stalk of corn. Every once in a while, that big old crow, Donald Trump, likes to come up and take a bite out of so he can feel like he has a soul. Uh, that he, She was uh, belittled and derided by the uh, Pence campaign. It's all right. If she wants to go up there with a fortress around her. And I think this is, uh, you, this is where you really see where the rubber meets the road, where things divide so easily. Uh, look, I've done some crazy things in my time. Sullivan, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know Okay. Sullivan's like sticking stuff in front of my face. I've done some crazy things in my time. You know, I've done that. I've jumped off too high of a space. I've drank too much of the wrong thing. I've eaten too much of the wrong food. I've, I've, I have limboed in under the wire. And that is a metaphor for so many things in my life. But right now, there is a real, highly contagious, communicable disease floating around our planet that has killed over one million people 
and now over 210,000 Americans. And one of the ways to reduce the possibility of you catching it from someone is to have a piece of plexiglass between you and them when necessary. Like they have at this grocery store, like they have at the uh, restaurants, like they have in so many places. And it's just stupid to make fun of people for wanting to have that protection. This isn't an arm wrestling contest. This isn't a deadlift competition. This isn't, you know, this isn't evil Knievel shit, getting on a motorcycle and going through a flaming hoop. There's no, there's no bravery. There's no bravery in going, on wearing no mask. It doesn't make you brave. It makes you stupid. There's no bravery in going, you know, uh, plexiglass, what are you, sissy? Oh, look at the girl. There's no bravery. That makes you stupid, mean. What's that? I, don't, I think he was dictated to. Uh, Shirley thinks that he was dictated to. Uh, that is a big question about Mike Pence. Mike Pence had been on the national scene for some time, but before he became vice president, Mike Pence, as a governor out of Indiana, nobody who I would have any, I would have no agreements with him about anything. Nothing. But he was a man who uh, was able to function to help uh, uh, uh the United States function as the United States, but since becoming vice president has become an embarrassing toady. I mean, man, what must it be like to be a guy like Mike Pence and be the vice president of this particular president? My God, how it must make you wretch to be a sane man with a lot of bad ideas. To be a sane man with a lot of in, with a lot of uh, uh, a lot of what he believes in, I don't believe in, but still a sane man, and then have to be a toady, and you must be a toady to live in the world of Trump to this guy, and then to go on camera and go, oh, the president and I've been talking, you know, and that probably as part of that he was told to attempt to humiliate Kamala Harris. This is not fun stuff. This is not mean stuff. This is not hardball politics that's going on in our world today. What's going on in our world today is the coward's zero-sum game. It is not acts of war. It is not meeting on the field of battle. It's not meeting on the field of games. It's not meeting on the field of dreams. It is an attempt to destroy people through meanness and intimidation and humiliation primarily emanating from this White House. Some from these very social media platforms that we function on here. The attempt to spill out onto these platforms information about people's personal lives, whether true or not, which permanently paint them into a shame corner. Shame. Shame. And I just thought it was... Normally, in a normal time, con conduct unbecoming that during a national crisis. And by the way, if you're a COVID denier, if you go, oh, only, you know, this, that, that, yeah, then you know what? Go watch something else. Turn this off. If you're a COVID denier, get the hell out of here. Don't anything to do with you. You're part of the problem. If you're a COVID denier, you're the reason we're still having to deal with this. 
because you haven't played along with the program to help reduce the spread. So, to see the vice president of the United States, to see his camp, his camp, come out with a statement like, well, if Kamala Harris wants to debate behind a fortress, she can go ahead. Just is beneath anyone, anyone. Who's seeking? What? I thought you weren't going to go into politics. Oh, okay. I guess uh, what's happening right now is that the, the producer's telling me uh, to talk about something totally different than what I'm talking about yeah, he, here on my, uh, my little 30-minute program. Um, I'll, uh, entertain, um, I'll entertain uh, any topics then. Now, now no topics. Now no topics. All right. Um, hey, we, uh, we got a couple things coming up. Uh, I thought I would point out to you, we got things coming up. <laughs> Cricket Gill puts up cough, cough, cough. No worries. I'm not coughing because of COVID. Uh, Cricket, uh, that's what Cricket Gill put up. Um, uh, we got a couple things coming up that I think uh, pizza. That's right. DJ Payne heard. DJ Payne heard Sullivan say pizza. Uh, Paul Whitney says, Cricket Gill, just allergies. Um, Cricket Gill says, ah, she is taking over pizza. Uh, Joe Gannon is watching. Maybe Joe Gannon will be on my side. It's tough being me. Um, okay. So, um, all right. So now I'm, I, I, you know what I feel like? I feel like I was running down the street full speed. And then uh, one of those things where someone sticks a board out from like, so it's taking me a minute to like, totally uh, uh, is as adept and agile as I am, as facile of a mind that I have uh, to be stopped full stop in midstream. Sometimes throws me off a bit. So uh, anyway, uh, what can I tell you about? Um, it's a sunny day out. It's very sunny out. Okay. Um, it's in the uh, high 90s. And uh, what's that, dear? What's that? This is, that's all that the show is about, music and comedy. <laughs> that's all that the show is about, music and comedy. <laughs> you know, I don't think you're going to see too many shows like this uh, on, uh, on social media. I don't think you're going to see too many of them where uh, what just took place uh, took place. But uh, nonetheless, took place, it did. All right, speaking of music and comedy, um, uh, this... Coming a Friday, this coming Friday at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time, we are going to produce something for you absolutely free, kind of like this show right here. Um, whether we'll carry this sort of a drama, I have not. But uh, this coming Friday at 7.30 Mountain Standard Time, we will be presenting to you, ladies and gentlemen, Class Clowns. Class Clowns. Class Clowns is... Class Clowns is the longest-running comedy showcase in the greater Phoenix area, now brought to the world at large. Now brought to the world at large via Zoom. This is the show that has seen people go from their very uh, comedyschools.com is the company that puts on the show that has seen people go from their very first show to national television. If you want to check out some of the best of what Arizona has to offer for free, I'm giving it to you for free. All you got to do, all you got to do, is uh, uh, write me here, leave your email here in the messages, or write me, Tony Visig at Comedy Schools at Hotmail.com. Tony Visig at Comedy Schools at Hotmail.com, and I will send you your very own 
Zoom code that allow you to enter in the room and see comedy via Zoom. Then this Sunday at 5 p.m., this Sunday at 5 p.m., we're going to be live in person in a safe, socially distanced, mask required, plenty of hand sanitizer, stand-up comedy show at JP's Comedy Club, Gilbert's Greatest, Greater Gilbert's, not just Gilbert, Greater Gilbert, Greater Gilbert's uh, latest and greatest brand new comedy entertainment establishment. Tickets are limited for that show because of uh, um, uh, justified restrictions on large gatherings, which we are following and adhering to. Uh, if you want to get tickets to that show, tickets will be sold at the door. Only 15 bucks, only 40 tickets will be sold. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, vale, Only uh, 40 tickets. So please uh, check those out. Check that out if you're looking for something to do. If you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy, go to our... Uh, um, Go to our website, ComedySchools.com. We got listed out how you can join us on Zoom or live in the room. On Zoom or live in the room. We got all that coming up for you. Yes, Sullivan? This right there because it died and um, that's the only place I remember we were at. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, I am now now the the watcher of the dead cell phone. So, uh, all right. Uh, What can I talk to you about here? How much time do I have left? Ten minutes. Ten minutes. Uh, what shall we talk about in the last 10 minutes? I started talking about a couple things yesterday, uh, and then uh, we noticed the, uh, the sad news of the passing of uh, Eddie Van Halen. Eddie Van Halen, uh, part of the brother duo with uh, two other guys uh, that made up the uh, super rock, not a super group, uh, the rock group Van Halen, which pretty much from uh, the late 70s to the early 90s were one of the dominant figures in the rock music arena, in the pop music scene. Uh, one of the dominant, so that kind of took things over yesterday. So um, I didn't even get to what I was uh, planning on talking about. And one of the things we're doing right now, because the uh, the music that we talk about comes from our uh, our vast and mighty uh, album, vinyl album and CD collection, is we're actually going back and revisiting some of the albums, some of the albums that we talked about early in the podcast, something weird's happening in my back right now. I'm actually just here to be, uh, I don't know what the hell I am anymore. Uh, uh, some of the albums from early on that uh, we were trying to encourage people to uh, listen to, trying to encourage people to listen to, but uh, now what we're doing is we're putting up links to make it easier for you. So we're recommending music and specific songs from these albums. So um, the group we're going to talk about today is one of those interesting groups. Uh, Here it is. This is uh, Jethro Tull. And this is not one of their biggest albums. This is actually their second album. Their big album, of course, being uh, Aqualung. But this is one of their, this is their second album. It's called Benefit. It came out sometime in 1970. 1970. Jethro Tull was not the name of a person in the group. Jethro Tull was, as I understand it, like Uriah Heep. There was a band called Uriah Heep, named after historical figures from uh, English history. And I believe that Jethro Tull was an agrarian reformer. And why they decided to do that has never quite been explained to me. Uh, Jethro Tull was made up of four people. Um, Martin Barris, Clive Bunker, Glenn Cornick, and Ian Anderson. But what those four did, what those four did 
with music was really quite stunning. This was a prog rock band. Now, the way they dressed and the way they carried on was almost like a wandering minstrels from medieval England. That was almost the character that uh, Ian Anderson created. And what was interesting about this band, Jethro Tull, was um, that the, uh, one of the main lead instruments was the flute. When you think rock, when you think rock and roll, um, Joe Gannon says there was a dog in the neighborhood growing up named Jethro Tull. Um, flute was not <laughs> flute was not uh, uh, initially you would think of he thought about rock and roll let's rock yet he was able to incorporate it in as did later on a uh, country rock band Marshall Tucker and also a band out of Chicago I believe uh, no the flock used a violin never mind so um, this is a great album before they became uh, monsters of the midway so to speak this album came out, and then Jethro Tull was not at the height of, the, of its eventual popularity, but was somebody who, if you were really into music at the time, like really into music, you knew who Tull was and you appreciated them. Uh, side one consists of, uh, with you there to help me, nothing to say, Inside Sun, for Michael Collins, Jeffrey, and me. Side two, to cry you a song, a time for everything, teacher, teacher playing time, in Sosity, You're a Woman. And all the songs were written by Ian Anderson. Uh, the song we're going to recommend today, so you kind of get a, a taste of what Jethro Tull was all about, is uh, With You There to Help Me. So uh, that's the first song on the first side. It's a pretty cool song. Uh, I would also recommend To Cry You a Song, if I was going to do two albums off of this, two songs off of this album. It'd be uh, With You There to Help Me and uh, To Cry You a Song. So this was British prog rock. This was progressive rock with interesting chord changes and unique instruments played by people dressed up like people from several hundred years ago in merry old England. Uh, later on, after this album, they came out with an album called Aqualung, and Aqualung became a monster. It became one of those giant albums of its time in approximately 1972 and kind of changed the course for them until later on they came out with the conceptual album Thick as a Brick, and then on and on. Jethro Tull went the way of many groups of this nature, which means they just slowly began to dwindle in popularity. We don't actually know the reason for that. We know that there was a constant lineup changes from uh, pretty much from uh, pretty much from the time of uh, Aqualung on, where the original kids, and they were all kids, no matter how hairy and weird they looked, who all got together somewhere and decided to make music. The lineup began to change quite a bit, starting with uh, from Aqualung on till later on, Ian Anderson being the only original member, that they just seemed to dwindle away. They never completely disappeared, but faded away. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, you know what? Switching way back. Switching way back. Cricket Gill said, I didn't, uh, talking about Eddie Van Halen, said, I didn't know he played the guitar riff on Beat It. I thought it was Slash. Wasn't Slash in the video. You know, Crooked Gill, it's so long ago. That, that uh, music video was so large. It's like much larger than anything Jethro Tull did, by the way. Uh, uh, so omnipresent. But somehow I can't remember if it was Slash or not. But very common in um, music is for whatever's being, being presented on a video is actually different than what happened in the music studio. Yes, Eddie Van Halen did do the guitar riffs on uh, Beat It by Michael Jackson. 
So uh, we kind of swung back to that for a second. Um, Kevin Brown said, replying to Douglas M. Payne Jr. just says, gate. So um, let me see here what I got here. What else I can tell you about Jethro Tell? Uh, John Evan played, or, uh, played organ and piano uh, for our benefit. That's what uh, it says there, talking about other, uh, other musicians. John Evan, I believe, from the Moody Blues. So out of England in the mid-60s into the late 60s, we had this incredible run of prog rock bands. And I think like so much of what happened in popular music in the late 60s, that had to do with the Beatles. It had to do with what the Beatles began to experiment with, starting with Rubber Soul into Strawberry Fields and Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. Where they uh, And oh, so much of that had to do with one single man a man who produced some of their albums, George Martin, who oftentimes is called the fifth Beatle, who sat in the studio with those four lads and go, well, have you boys ever heard of, uh, have you ever heard of Beethoven? Hey, let's listen to some of his music and see if we can incorporate it in something we're doing. The influence of those, of those records, Rubber Soul by the Beatles, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Club Band by the Beatles, primarily, Primarily, those two kind of then opened up the possibility for small groups that at one time were skiffle groups, one time jug band groups, to start incorporating other instruments and other sounds into them and gave us bands like Jethro Tull, Uriah Heep, Pink Floyd, Procol Harum, uh, so many of what was uh, art rock or prog rock. I believe we can be directly tied to the Beatles. I would love you to. Uh, uh, I would love you to um, research it and uh, fight me on it. Uh, Paul Whitney says Beethoven was a great movie. Love the dog. Yeah, and people will go, Tone. Why don't you? Why don't you work a little harder? I go. Well, what would the point be? Uh, all right. So um, hey, uh, that kind of covers it, right, Nay? Uh, I had a political rant today. Um, then uh, we talked about uh, what I've got coming up for you, comedy-wise. This weekend, Friday on Zoom, Sunday live in person at J.P.'s Comedy Club in Greater Gilbert. And next week, Monday free intro at J.P.'s Comedy Club, Tuesday free intro on Zoom, and then classes going on and on and on and on, where I can do the favorite, my all-time favorite thing, which is help people kind of achieve their goals in the land of funny. Uh, I truly enjoy doing that. So I'll be doing that all next week. Tonight, I'll be teaching class at 6 p.m. Tomorrow, I'll be teaching class at 6 p.m. Tomorrow we'll talk more about uh, my homeowners association and uh, uh, more music and more comedy uh, right here, ladies and gentlemen, on Living on a Thin Line. But that's all for now. I'll see you tomorrow. Thank you. Bye-bye.